All right. Welcome, everybody, to the 96-Person Bringer podcast. I am your host, Brian Stoops. From the age of seven until I was about 24, I was a magician in Southern California. Then for the next 20, 21 years, I focused on courting my wife, marrying my wife, raising our two children, intensely studying the martial arts, and being a professional educator. I started stand-up in 2020. I've had some interesting results since then. That brings us to the 96-Person Bringer podcast, where I have insightful, hour-long conversations with my comedian friends. Wherever you are listening to this or watching this, if you can subscribe or follow and like the media, uh, that is always helpful. All right. Let's get to the good stuff. Uh, I, it's my genuine pleasure today to welcome to the podcast an authentic comedian friend of mine. He's been on several of my shows. Uh, the first segment is really dedicated to him talking more intensively about his background and what brought him to comedy. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Shub Panda. Hi, Shub. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing very well. How are you today? Doing all right. Thank you. Good, good, good. Well, I'm glad to have you on and we're going to have a great time. So we spend up to the first 15 minutes of the show. You can take your time. You can talk about your background, how you got started in comedy. Um, Give us all that backstory and then anything that you want to promote We want to make sure that in this segment, we initially start talking about socials and how people can keep up with you, but we'll also remind all of our listeners and all of our viewers at the very end of the program where they can follow you. So Shub, you have 15 minutes. It's not like I'm going to flash a light at you, but that's just to keep us on target to have a show that's about an hour hour long. So take it away. Tell us about uh, your background. Yeah, I I came to, I grew up in India. You know, I was born in India. I grew up in India. Everybody, it's very chilling, you know, like at home also, even though we did not have uh, a lot, uh, we were not like super rich. Like people had the impression, like everybody have maids at home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we were not that rich to have maids and, um, but we did our tasks. My mom took care of most of the things, but, um, eventually my whole idea was to find a job, you know, the whole work or the studying, everything in India is how you can get a job because without that sports, arts and, um, other activities, it's, it's not getting you a job. So your parents, they want you to have a better life than them, you know. And uh, sports, yeah, if you can be a good cricketer, which is only 11 to 12 people in the country, they, they make the millions and billions. But the whole idea of my parents were like, okay, you study. Even, even, even I got a guitar when I was in school. It's like, why you are spending time in the guitar, you know, you should study more so that you can get a job. 
so that's what happened most of most of it is like homework study and uh, we played i played uh, outside games activities and everything and then i got a job and the company i was working for they were here in us and they were like we have a opportunity for you i'm a computer engineer so we have an opportunity for you um would you like to go to america i'm like i'm i'm happy here i'm making money i'm enjoying i don't want to go so <laughs> those were the days i was making money started making a little bit money and then sorry, sorry to interrupt about how old were you during that time um i'll say like uh 20, 24 25 yeah and then um i came here uh i said okay the company said if you don't like it you can go back and then i said okay all right so i decided to come here and then uh, i stayed ever since and um work was going on and then one time i was in uh, dallas dallas texas that's where i bumped into a comedy club you know the is a good place called deep elm which is like the center of the city and i was hanging out there and i bumped into the comedy club and uh, they were they were like today we are sold out i wanted to go see because i never saw a stand up comedy or any kind of comedy live you know so i i bumped into that they're like today we are sold out you should come on a tuesday we can uh, uh, you can watch some so the next tuesday i went there they put me in a improv group <laughs> whoever were their people they called them they divided and put me in a improv group so i was part of an improv group i had no idea what the improv is you know so i saw people going on stage having fun my team was called i went there and i just stood on the side you know like both side of the stage i just stood on the side i i could not go into the center of the stage to have a conversation or be in a scene or anything i was sitting in my pants you know like what's going to happen will i ruin everything if i go there everybody is laughing so i don't want to ruin everything it went on for like next 3 weeks i just went there and i just stood on the side eventually somebody uh, one lady she called me saying hey you come here so i was like are you sure you want me <laughs> so i went there and something happened we were we were driving a race car she was driving a race car i was driving a race car and then the it was a scene so the lights went off that's that's the first time i was on stage and then i was like okay how difficult it is i want to get to know more so i took a class there for improv and uh, i made very good friends one improv everybody was zero in improv i mean though everybody was from here they were not um from a different country mm-hmm. but they were from here they were speaking good english for me i have to do the lip reading first like you know when i came to the country i have to just do the lip reading okay what are you talking about <laughs> let me just hear from sure. And real real quickly I'm just so you're around 24 when you came over to the states initially were you in Dallas is that yeah. or, okay mm-hmm. so you were there and that's where everything starts right right gotcha okay 
and then um, and then the classes started i made good friends and improv you know like i was just looking forward to the improv class it was good so one after another it went on for like 8 to 10 months mm-hmm. every week 3 hours and we had a group of around like 12 people and uh, during that time like after 10 months they had like six levels of classes and uh, after 10 months like after five levels i was like well i want to i'm i'm on stage with everybody i want to be on stage by myself mm-hmm. why it is so frightening you know that is when i was like okay let me they had a stand up class going on i asked few of my improviser friends let's get into the class there was uh, chris and emery they joined and uh, we bo- we all three we enrolled into a stand up class um and uh, now i did my stand up class and that's where everything started it was like middle of mid of 2019 you know and then the improv went on and uh, my friends they moved out um chris is doing great in san francisco he's a producer um emery is in uh, alabama he's doing great he's a improviser and um for me stand up show happened it went well because everybody was from my class they were like they've never seen me doing stand up so people were happy and then i was like okay i i want to do more but still it's not sure like what to do next and then in the end of 2019 i decided i want to go to new york okay. you know so i don't know just like i'll go why not but the pandemic kicked in and uh, instead of new york i Uh, I was before the pandemic started I went to India and then I was stuck there during the pandemic and then I come back when I come back New York was not safe during uh, 2021 uh, end of uh, 2021 it was not uh, end of 2020 it was not safe so I decided to go to Chicago that's where i did some uh, classes did some mics made some friends when the uh, things opened up in uh, january uh, in may of 2021 i was there and then in the december 2021 i came to new york city mm-hmm. and um, i saw the vibe and everything then i went back again to india for a vacation and then uh, most of it is like april may of 2022 since then i'm here in new york city and um, my thing was whatever i know i know the there are shows which are most of them are like you said bringer shows and i had i did not know nobody so it was very difficult to do the bringer shows but what i saw in new york city is to tell your thing you know there are so many mics you know all around the city sometimes you have people normal people at the mic but still the repetition and everything that's what happened and i was just carried on with doing mics and putting my material together and everything and uh, um the place that you saw me julius 
he that day he said it's a bringer i said okay i have told my friends you know and when the show happened at that time julius asked me like uh, where are your friends i said uh, they're on their way and then after 5 minutes i said well i don't think they i mean my friends two of two or three of my friends they said they can't make it so i told julius like well this has happened so he said all right just wait here we'll see mm-hmm. so he, at the end he said i'll give you 3 minutes i said all right i'll take the 3 minutes that's when brian i met you i saw your show and everything so yeah this is what the comedy journey so far and uh, i'm just really happy and uh, excited about um, things awesome uh yeah just so everybody our our listeners and our viewers just a little bit of context this is probably what about a year ago yeah um yeah about a year ago so shub and i met uh the drive by comedy show is a, a show that julius car who i'm sure will eventually work our way to having on this podcast uh julius produces that show it is a bringer show uh and that's how i met shub and then shub and i ended up in one of my first uh we had a show in pennsylvania we ended up in a car together with one other comedian i'm sure she'll end up on this show as well later and then i've had shub on a couple other shows of mine since then and you know just know him as a really funny comedian and a good guy and that's kind of why shub is on the podcast today um so shub where can people keep up with you as far as social media um most of it is on instagram um and um, i have a link tree i i, I recently joined uh, on uh, tiktok mm-hmm. i don't know what i'm putting there mm-hmm. but i'm putting some content there it's but most of it is on instagram okay and will um you know again for all the listeners and all the viewers in the description uh for both the podcast episodes and the video that'll go on youtube we'll make sure that we have uh shub's information and so with shub with the remaining time in this segment i did have a question and i don't even know if you know the answer is, is there like a stand up scene in india and were you even aware of it i mean prior to your experience was that even a thing that was on your radar or does like all of this kind of start when you know you you move to the united states um yeah that time there was no scene there is like comedians from the movies you know mm-hmm. comedian uh, the, the the indian movies they have com- com- comedians Mm-hmm. and they have singers dancers fighters everybody in this 3 hour movie gotcha so so those comedians they did their show sometime uh on stage that is the only kind of stand up comedian that i was aware of but not like the scene now what is happening uh-huh. but now it is much more and bigger but i have never seen like i was saying before coming to new york city i had no idea about this this scene stand up scene or stand up comedy right okay um so we're going to end that segment and roll into our next segment again the time frames are really just to make sure you know a lot of comedians are always working on their hour 
or their next hour. I figure about an hour is a good length for an episode. 30 minutes is probably too short. Um, anything beyond that, sometimes people don't want to watch that. So we try to keep everything to about an hour. So the next question and the next series of questions, we're going to keep to about five minutes. Again, I'm not, you know, I'm not, nobody's going to put you in podcast jail, Shub. Um, but this is like a general time frame. I'm not going to flash a light at you, you know, um, but five minutes, who are your comedic influences and what do they mean to you? So when I come to, came to this country, I watched, like I was saying, I was lip reading people, you know, like what they're talking about. <laughs> and for that, I watched, uh, Seinfeld, started watching Seinfeld. Okay. And, uh, I, for the six months, I was just reading the subtitles, you know, like I was just reading the subtitles. I never got to watch it. Yeah. If I'm watching something, I'll miss it. Like what they are talking about. So that's what happened. And I watched it again after a few uh, months and uh, sometime I enjoy it. And I'll say Larry David, you know, he, I, I like the kind of George's character, you know, very silly things that I keep on doing in my life. <laughs> like, you know, so for that reason, I was like, okay, I was very much influenced by Seinfeld. Then um, the other sitcoms that I watched, and uh, um, King of the Queens, mm-hmm. um, and most of it, the metaphors and everything. Sometimes I get, get to watch um, Family Guy. That's where I get some, you know. And um, but the influences, like you said, I I, I like Jim Gaffigan, mm-hmm. um, uh, Kevin Hart, Chris Rock, and um, Dave Chappelle. Um, but watching now it is very difficult. Now I don't get to watch a lot because end up doing mics and watching shows and three hours. If you go to a show, you end up watching like two hours of show. Or if you are going to do two mics, it's like hours of uh, watching. And after that, it's very exhausting. So again, like I have a day job, so I have to focus on that also and to watch again. Sometime I watch it, but I need to watch more. But this is what the um, out of comedy and to um, influencers. Yeah. Sure. And that I think that balance is is really hard to find sometimes, you know, with the dad. It's, I am also yeah. a, a proud semi-professional comedian. I'm certainly not doing this for my primary income. And so balancing that uh, can be really, really hard. So that's a really good point uh, as far as that time. And then a mic or a show, like you say, I mean, it takes a lot of time, um, the the time to travel to the gig all the other comedians around, even if you're doing a five minute set, um, can, can take several hours out of your evening. Absolutely. Um, so Shu, we're going to roll along to the next question. And the, you know, this is phrased the way it's phrased just to try to draw something out of you. Uh, doing stand up is hard, right? So why do you do it? The, the attrition rate is very, very high. People try it, you know, oh, I love this. And then a few months later, they're gone. No disrespect to those people. Um, we know that if this was easy, I mean, everybody would do it. 
So what motivates you, especially, I mean, you're, you know, you're, you really are, I'm not trying to be overly nice. You're, you're a success story. You came from another country, you know, you're multilingual, you're thriving in, in the big city here. I mean, certainly you could be putting your energy into other things and, and probably being super successful in those areas. What is it about stand-up? Like, why it's hard. Why do you do it? Uh, I don't know. It's like the every living in the present. That's what I'll say. You know, I'm not thinking like too much into future. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm not thinking too much into past. And just like, okay, I'm working on this thing. How to get this thing work? Or maybe let's put this thing to rest and something else is there in my mind that I want to talk about. The reason being is what I, what I realized once I got to hear from the other comedians and doing the mics and shows and watching everything. People, people know India only from Slumdog Millionaire. Okay. They don't know anything beyond that. What I, even if I ask my fellow comedians, okay, what do you think about? They're, they're lost. Like my, I asked my friend, tell me, name 10 vegetables that you have eaten in your life. They could not go beyond telling like bell pepper, carrot and uh, broccoli. Like can't even tell like 10 vegetable names. It is so difficult. So, for me is like how it how to even just tell that things even if it doesn't go to a show mm-hmm. eventually it will become a bit or something but for now i just want to tell this is the life there this is what i grew up with and this is how everybody uh be it uh animals or uh, uh human or uh nature how everybody is uh, connected and spiritually together so in a way that it's not like something that i wanted to tell and then they don't get it like if i want to tell something about an elephant they have seen an elephant in a zoo only okay mm-hmm. <laughs> or if i want to tell about a monkey they have seen a monkey in a zoo only if i i have to put a before even if I want to talk about something, I have to tell about what is it. What is a um, what is a bottle gourd? You know, it's a vegetable. Oh. It's a very common vegetable in India. You know, there are there are funny things happens around eating food, buying food, going to farmers market. But if I go to farmers market, I can't tell always that I bought a bell pepper or a broccoli. I bought a bottle guard. So I have to talk about the what is a bottle guard force to tell people like, okay, this is what it is. So for me, the difficult thing is to tell what it is first and then go to next if I want to talk something. And also what I have realized sometimes like, okay, people get it. Most of the jokes and the comedy, sometimes I see it happens around, let's say, um, you talk about Jesus, people get it right away. You know, I grew up in India. We had like so many holidays, so many festivals and everything. I want to talk about something, you know, first nobody gets it. 
because they first you have to tell who is that person first uh-huh. you know and as soon as you start saying that everybody they don't get me and there is not enough time to tell like who is that so i'm trying to figure out a way that how to tell these things which is um which which i don't see it, people talking there are other comedians they do it but my point is like i was not born here so for me my things are most of it coming from there and then i have things from here so i have to mix it and try to tell my point of view that is where i am but like you said what i am working on is to uh, tell people how to make them understandable and then also uh, like brian you and me we did that uh, 20 minutes set in uh, uh, philly uh, sorry in poconos yes and then i did a 30 minutes set after that and uh, there are some loose some tight but i'm putting together a one hour even though it's loose and tight sometime if i get an opportunity if i can stand if i can stand and talk about it so that is where it is awesome and i think you know good for every comedian who's going to listen to this or watch this if you want to talk about something where the majority of your audience doesn't have an orientation you have to create that for them so that they can kind of access the humor and i've seen shub do that you know in multiple sets where he's setting the stage you know here's my my childhood in india um and then by the time he's ready to really dive in you know the audience can kind of see it in their head so i would imagine that's really useful uh anytime anybody of any background wants to talk about something where maybe the audience doesn't they're not familiar with that thing so really important stuff uh so shub how would you describe your process for writing and sculpting and developing material over time everybody's got a different process what does that look like for you so i have i watch i i watch shows or i watch um open mics and then uh, something somebody said that made me laugh so i was somebody is talking about um, let's say anything it could be pizza so what is a comparable thing with pizza in india it could be have you seen the samosa Say, say again samosa like the samosas uh, yeah yeah samosas something like which is a common thing okay so i have something to talk about a snack which is a favorite snack you know so i will make a note like okay this made me laugh so I, i'll make a note of it and then i keep it with me and then uh, whenever i get time or uh, um, or when i'm sitting and writing i will elaborate those things what i have made a note of it and if that reminds me the story that i thought about earlier and then put it in a note and i i put everything in a, a word document i used to maintain the notebook mm-hmm. and uh, last year i had my notebook and my uh, tripod and my uh, phone charger power charger and everything and i was at black cat uh, lower east side for a mic and i lost my bag oh so yeah so since then i stopped it like okay no more notepad 
So I'm putting everything in a Word document, uh, like Google Docs. Yeah. And uh, as and when, wherever I can access that. And I expand on that one, if at all. And then the if there is a matching to stories that, oh, this is something to with doing that. Because, for example, I had a, I'm giving you an example. For example, I had a story about people ask me about, okay, you're talking about the animals. I've seen monkeys, crazy monkeys. Tell us a crazy, crazy monkey story. So there was no crazy monkey story for me, but still I put on things like, okay, got some info. I was talking to my mom and what she's doing every day and monkeys are coming to my blog. So I put that thing together, monkeys, that I had it. And then I had a thing about going to the temple, you know, like, Going to the temple, this happens, you come out and you lost your shoes, somebody took your shoes, then you have to get whatever shoe that you like. So that's what happened. And then the, then I got to figure out there is a game, Temple Run. So Temple Run is the game where uh, you steal an idol from a temple and then you run and while the crazy monkeys are chasing you. You know, it's a never ending game because you are keep on running. So I could see I had a bit about temple. I had a bit about monkeys, though the monkeys that I dealt with, they are not that crazy. All they needed like fruits or bananas or something. But I put them together and I'm working on this, how to present it like temple run. So eventually if I write it, sometimes they connect. So that is what I realized um, in after some time, like, okay, don't throw anything. Things will get connected. So that is the writing process. There is nothing else that people talk about, you know, blank paper and sit and write. I tried. It doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. I just, whatever things that I have it or noted, I was like, okay, let me put those stories. I don't have a punchline for everything you have seen me. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is making people laugh. So let me just keep it. Mm -hmm. Punchline, sometime it will happen or whenever it will happen, whenever I figure out what's a punchline that will happen. But for now, maybe there are some punchlines where I have, but these are the stories that I'm putting together and removing flops so that can be uh, better. Awesome. Um, Yeah, and so for all the listeners and viewers just a couple takeaways because we thematically we've heard this a couple times. Um, I think having your writing on your on a cloud-based app at this point is just super smart because then, like Shub said, you know, hopefully you never lose your bag, but then that that document just follows you everywhere. Um, the idea that you don't want to throw anything out because everything, you never know when things are going to connect. So just keep your notes and keep everything going um, because you might surprise yourself. Oh, I wrote this thing a year ago and now I'm only realizing that this is where this fits. So you don't want to throw anything out. Um, and then I love the idea that, that there are no rules. So if, if you have a story and it's getting laughs, even if it's not, in the regular setup punchline format, I mean, big deal. It's getting laughs. So you keep sculpting that you keep playing with that. Um, and I think that's a really positive way to approach your, your development of your material. That's great. 
Uh, so, Shu, would you describe something that you're working on right now in your comedy? And you can talk about multiple things. You know, is it is it a bit? Is it a skill? You mentioned TikTok. Are you? Is it marketing? Are you working on a certain length of material? Like what? And and you've spoken to some of this, but like, what are you working on right now when you think about putting your energy into your comedy? Um, like I was saying, remove I, after putting all these things in the word document. <clears throat> not to uh, there are some some stories, some bits, some I'm working on. It's beyond like multiple pages. Uh, it become like more than hundred pages now, and uh, I have to remove some of them. I was putting like. Uh, best 10 minutes, best 30 minutes, and then best 60 minutes. Then I have to add best 90 minutes because it was just growing. And then a few weeks back, I was like, okay, no, this is not going to do good. So I'm removing most of it, just putting like everything in like 60. So something which is, which is not, I'm not doing it or which is not getting that much laughter, which doesn't excite me. Oh, this can go. So now there is a second document. So it become two documents now. One document is only 60 minutes. I'm not entertaining anything else beyond 60 minutes in that document. And beyond that, what I can move it out to my backlog, you know? Okay, I have talked about it. It's a story. There's not many punchlines. I'm not able to connect. So that is where that's where I am. Now it become two documents. And the major thing now, what I'm doing, we're working on is this is the holiday season. Holiday season for every uh, culture out there. You know, so not only uh, in um, like Christmas, we have something similar, Diwali and everything is coming. Diwali people know, okay, we light the lights. But what is the basis of it? Where it comes from? Why we celebrate? What do we do apart from uh, lighting lights? What do we do? There's a lot of things. I can't talk about everything, but I want to tell a little bit of like, okay, we are celebrating where it starts. Mm -hmm. And if we are celebrating, there is no, uh, what what is this? What do we uh, cook at home? What do we uh, give it to people? You know, most of the things that we serve, or we invite or throw a party. Most of them, they involved around um, promoting vegetarianism, promoting uh, holidays, mainly holidays are about vegetables, fruits, flowers. These are the three things that you need in every holiday. (laughs) Every day is a new holiday. So that's why like, something happened something similar you know i'm trying to see how i can tell people like okay uh diwali what happened i'm trying to compare something that i can tell this is what happened who was the two people who fought and one person win the uh, the uh, good defeated the evil who was the good who was the evil Mm -hmm. i have to compare that with like characters can I use 
um, this character, that character? Can I use Trump? Can I use Biden? Can I use, you know, something like that so that people can get it, even though they don't get to know more or detail, which I can't, people get lost. So that is my struggle now with the holidays are coming. I put few things together. You might have heard it. And I want to expand on that so that it can be, I, I, I can present it better. Um, that is there. And apart from that, um, what is the other thing you asked? Any other like marketing or any other aspect to your to your whole comedy package? So I've been hosting, uh, I'm living in Bushwick area in Brooklyn. And uh, I'm very thankful to this comedy club here, which is called Tiny Cupboard. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year, exactly 16th of October, they let me host a mic there. So every Tuesday at 10 p.m., I'm hosting the mic there. And uh, I call it Pandemonium. <laughs> and uh, I- I've been promoting that. You know, I see people coming to the mic, people know about the uh, mic and um, yeah, th- that 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 is the one. And sometime or someday I want to uh, make it a show. Um, that is the goal. So we'll see. I'm not thinking again about that time, that, that night right now, but it will happen someday. Um, yeah. Well, that's awesome. I, and that's another reason to do stuff like this i had no idea you were hosting a mic so i got to get down there at some point um and participate so that's great yeah, and we'll uh get we'll get that information as well in the description for this episode so that people can participate that's another benefit of having you on um okay so would you and and again some of these there's overlap but would you describe any positive milestone in your comedy experience and you can obviously speak to more than one uh it's, it's your time however you'd like to spend it where, where can you explain what is that you said sure so something that was that was positive that strikes you as like man this was a real positive moment that's like a standout moment you achieved something you reached a new level um you like maybe you performed somewhere for the very first time or you you felt like you achieved some goal or some mini goal something that was positive in that direction yes yes so yeah i most of the shows are bringer shows that you know around the city thank you brand for uh, creating this space where you are giving opportunity to people um and uh, i did a class at the uh, uh, one, one of the classes in the city and then they did a show in the uh, gotham comedy club mm-hmm. and uh, the they gave us the lineup and um, i was like excited about it but there are so many people because of the uh, um gotham comedy and uh, when i in my lineup, when my number, my name was there, I was ready, like, okay, memorizing my shit and wh- what I want to do and what after what, because you have to stick to the time and everything. Right. So I was ready with that. And they called, uh, we have a celebrity drop in today and uh, give some, give a um, uh, clap for Jim Gaffigan. 
so jim gaffigan came and he did a 20 minute set and then i was totally lost i had no clue what i want to talk about you know when you initially do it like okay i'm going to talk this bit this bit this bit this bit that is there in your mind right and then by that time he left and they they called my name i was happy that to see jim gaffigan and i was going after him Mm-hmm. but it, it was a big stake so w- what will happen will i uh, able to deliver but uh, that was a big moment that is when another thing happened like you were saying why you do it you know i had never i had no idea coming from uh, india to do the show in dallas and now jim gaffigan is uh, going in front of me mm-hmm. you know before me so that was the milestone like okay maybe i want to do it more i want to come back here again or uh, something like that you know not thinking again too much but also like that was changed like okay i want to do it i want to be in the new york scene mm-hmm. so that made me thinking about that time i was living in dallas so that made me thinking about coming to new york city even though there is little bit of things that i'm saying i want to present it on the big show or the big city why not so yeah that is one and then the uh, then the positive things happen uh, every every day you know i will say almost every day the uh, fellow comedians or the my friends they come talk about something which i thought in my mind like oh talking about your dad talking about your mom talking about your family talking about your pet this is not funny but that motivates me wow this can be funny you know just talking about a normal sandwich this can be funny so my evolve is like okay everything can be uh, done in a better way or a certain way it can be funnier so like you said it's a everyday thing positive things happen every day and uh, i'm very positive in uh, every situation like why are you even somebody is not around there i was like okay there is something positive about it there is something good about it so with that um but yeah it's happening almost and then the milestone what happened with the 20 minute that we did i never did 20 minutes in uh, uh, what we did at poconos right and they had a block party here in uh, bushwick it was a open uh, in a garden block party they got to know i'm a comedian and they're like we want you to talk something so i did a 30 minute set here for my blog and everything and then with that i got to go to um, um, syracuse oh. do another 20 minute set recently so yeah those are the ones that's awesome those are those are great absolutely great um and i you know you're already on the podcast i asked you to be here you know shub something that always stands out for me about you is you I mean you're you are typically in a really good mood and you're really positive and it's really easy to be around you and so like having you on a show is usually a positive experience because that's just kind of how you conduct yourself so you know <laughs> like guard against that make sure you don't lose that sometimes i think um it's it's really easy to go in the other direction i just that's um just something i've always noticed about you that's like an additional benefit of you being 
professional and working really, really hard on this, like you're always, not that you have to be, but like you typically are in a really good mood and really positive as, in, in general. So, you know, make sure you protect that. Um, and I hope I don't sound too condescending. It's just, no, thank you, yeah, I've thank noticed you. about you, you know, as we've interacted with each other. Okay. So kind of going then in the opposite direction, uh, describe a time that you learned an important comedy lesson by having a negative experience. Negative experience. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So I said, uh, <laughs> bring our shows, right? Yeah. There was a, there was a show at, um, at the, uh, what is it, Stand Up NY. Okay. You know, I reached out to the booker. She yeah. is kind enough most of the time. I mean, all of the time she's kind enough. So she said, I have a friend coming to the city. And uh, I mean, I, I have two friends coming to the city and I'm going to um, put my poster and try to bring some more people. Would you be able to give me, I'm working on some new and I want to uh, present it. Um, so she said, yes. So I, uh, I posted, uh, did everything possible. And uh, my friends, they could not make it because their flight canceled, whatever. So uh, no, no, nobody was there. But I was there. She asked me, the booker asked me about where are your uh, friends? I said, they got stuck. They could not make it. So that day I did not get the stage time. Okay, there was no stage time for me. And uh, it, it is totally fine. I understand, you know, so I, I'm not saying that. But at the same time, again, the the negative experiences are, I don't know, this could be a negative experience, but I had no negative thoughts after that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was saying, everything converting into a positive thing. Okay, all right. So this does not happen. Uh, I did not get a stage time. No problem. So maybe uh, someday uh, uh, I'll get, friends i can uh, do the show again and meanwhile let's go back and uh, work on the material mm -hmm. so that is what happened i don't know if this could be a example of a negative experience but um, that's what i can think and the other one the julius one you know so he's like well not five minutes but you'll get three minutes so mm -hmm. that is kind of there are both sides are there mm -hmm. You don't have somebody, still you are getting some stage time. And if you don't have somebody, you are getting bumped up. So it's, uh, there, 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 there is a equality. I don't know what, what I'm saying, but all I'm saying is positive things are there everywhere. No, I, and I think that's great. And um, for everybody who maybe doesn't understand New York City comedy bringer culture, you know, it, it can be very, very frustrating at times because, uh, and, and I'm really just focusing on guests kind of at a very similar level to myself. I mean, I'd, man, I'd love to have famous guests on this at some point because I, I, I like my questionnaire. I think it's a good questionnaire, but right now I'm just asking my friends. Um, you know, and I'm not from New York City. I'm from, you know, Eastern Los Angeles County. And I can only have my wife and kids go to so many shows, you know, so it's, it's hard. I mean, I have some friends out here, but it's the usual, 
kind of thing. It's it's they get worn out and um it it can be really really challenging. So I think your mindset seriously is a really good mindset to have because at the end of the day I mean maybe you're exactly right. Maybe you weren't this might be too zen for people, but maybe you weren't supposed to do that set or maybe yeah. you were supposed to do a shorter set cuz I remember the show Julius's show, I mean, you went up and you did three minutes and you crushed. And that's why you got the booking where we ended up spending way more time together. And I mean, you know, so it's all about perspective. Yeah. Uh, I, I think is, is a great takeaway and, and a great lesson for everybody. So I, I like your perspective very, very much. And I know some people would be like, well, maybe you guys are, you both look at the world too much through rose colored glasses. And it's like, well, what, what business is that of yours? Like my perspective is my perspective. If you want to be miserable, go and be miserable. Um, I, you know, and, and nine times out of 10 shoe, I agree with you. It's better maybe to just try to find some perspective. Yeah. Um, I mean, not everything is in your, in your control. You can control the things only you can. So that's great. That's, that is like, I think so much a healthier way to look at things and think about things. All right. We are going to roll along. So aside from maybe fame and monetary success, making a lot of money, would you describe what your dream comedy legacy would look like when you think about really making an impact on comedy? The things I was telling you earlier is I haven't thought about the future and everything a lot, legacy and everything. But what I wanted is if I'm talking something or if it's a good set or a thing that I'm presenting um, after, I want people to, even if sometime I get a laughter, sometime I'm not, I want people to think about things mm -hmm. you know even when they leave the uh, theater leave the club they should think about things the very positive thing uh, what i hear like i <clears throat> i i talk about the cows you know cow, cows are like the dogs or the pets for us we worship the dog also we worship the cows mm -hmm. worship in a sense like loving the animals okay so i had a bit about the cows and i was talking and then uh, 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 somebody watched the show and um, they sent me message like i was in a different countryside or different city or uh, in hawaii or somewhere and i got to see the cows and you came to my mind and uh, just to let you know. And then uh, they send me messages sometime again saying, because of your bit, I haven't eaten the cow in like last four or five months. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm fine. I'm not saying you should not be eating or not, but I'm glad that you thought about things beyond uh, taking off from the comedy club, you know? So... That is where, even if not for the uh, everybody and uh, 
like you are telling a joke it's you are not making uh, you don't expect everybody to be on board you know everybody to laugh at least for some people they can connect they can uh, think about it um that is what i think uh, the way it is going like people are ignorant people do not have the knowledge or they never read about it or know about it so if it comes to them uh, so for example i'm working on something like vegetable scare americans like some people they don't want to be near a broccoli <laughs> yeah can you believe it like um, it is the same thing like i was working on like if i'm getting a cheese pizza right cheese slice that's my favorite because it's a uh, it's fresh they are rolling it every time mm-hmm. and uh, i don't want my cheese pizza to be next to a pepperoni pizza mm-hmm. it's like the same thing uh, you don't want your food to be next to a broccoli <laughs> <laughs> so something like that it's uh, yeah that's what i'm like okay how it made me laugh but how to present it now so that is that, that is the thing that i'm uh, more thinking about it okay how to make people at least think about like okay i talked something so mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense absolutely yeah yeah um i know for me when I do material about my wife and kids, you know, I light up in a way that's different than when I talk about anything else. And like, as I'm talking with you and I'm thinking about all the the time I've seen you do on stage, I mean, yeah, you really do a, a really unique, excellent job of presenting things from your culture and really setting that up. And I, I, I really admire that. And then um, I'm very much of a mind with you because I'm doing some longer sets in some, in some festivals and uh, like I'm working on my hour and I'm going to be presenting that, you know, in more places than, than just, I've done that a few places. I'm going to be presenting it a few more places and I, I'm always writing something in the description like I want to send my audiences away, you know, hurting from laughing, but I also want them to know something about me mm. that they take away. So I, I really like that. I seriously like the idea. Yeah, we want to kill. We want them to laugh. You know, we want to be good at what we do in the comedy arena but then I I also, I want them kind of like, I want it to be an experience. I want them thinking about mm. some of the things. They're not going to remember all the bits, you know, yeah. but I I, li- I really like that idea. And I know you're not, you're not advocating for vegetarianism, but that's, I mean, that's a, that's incredible, man, that you're getting, hey, you really made me think about that. And that's not, that's not at all, because I've seen that bit multiple times that's not at all the the branding. You're just kind of sharing right. your cultural perspective. So that's that's really something, Shub. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Okay. We are we're in the end game here. So we have 10 minutes and we don't have to, I mean, we can certainly take the 10 minutes. Again, we're trying as a whole to 
keep everything to roughly an hour, but this is, we're going to wrap things up. Um, you can remind everybody again, social media handles. If you have things like your open mic or any other upcoming shows, this is the place to plug them. And I'll also make sure that the text is there in the description. Um, and so we have 10 minutes to just kind of round out our conversation tube. So again, where can people find you if you want to give us specific handles on social media? Okay. I'm on uh, Instagram. Um, you can search for Shoe Panda or S-P-A-A-N-D-A-A. And uh, Panda is my family name and it's not a stage name. And uh, and uh, I'm working on the link tree now so that people can uh, get the show details because I am getting some shows, but also to tell like when is the next, when is the next. So I'm working on that, the link tree you can see on my uh, 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 Instagram. And on link tree, I have, uh, um, I have links to my five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes and 20 minute sets on YouTube. So if you want to go see any of my sets, um, you can see that on YouTube that is there. And, um, yeah, those are the things. And then I'm uh, hosting this, uh, mic pandemonium and, uh, I, every Tuesday, 10 PM, it's a late night mic here in Brooklyn and Bushwick at the tiny cupboard. And, um, someday I'm trying to see how to take it to the next stage or what to do, um, with the, uh, mic make it a show or whatnot but also at the same time even if i i have i was asked by um, friends people like why i don't produce a show i i did some last year and then it's it's brian you're doing you're doing amazing it's it's not an easy thing you know putting a show together and uh that is like a, a extra skill separate skill more time more effort a lot so i did few i was like no this is this is a lot so let me focus on putting some material together and then i can come back to the show again and uh, we'll see so that's what it is there um, but meanwhile um creating the material and uh, um, uh, going to places yesterday i was there at new jersey First time I performed in New Jersey. It's a um, uh, it's called Kurgi Comedy Club. It's a whiskey distillery, and um, it it was fun. Um, good time, good moment. How much, how much time did you do, and how to go? I did uh, twelve minutes. Right. And it uh, it went well. It went well. And um, yeah, that's what. By the time I reached home, like tomorrow, I have the podcast for the first time. The uh, I need to go to sleep early, but everything. I was still like worried, like okay, what is gonna happen? I've seen, yeah, I've seen people asking about if you want to be on the uh, podcast and all. I've been like, okay, let me. It's a similar thing when I wanted to do the stand up. Mm -hmm. Can I do it, or is it what it's going to be? So something similar, you made it like, okay, we're going to talk about things and all. I was, a bit, I, I was like, okay, will I be doing it? And I was, as the time was coming, until you asked me at the whiskey cellar, I was not giving you a time. 
Uh-huh. Right. So I was like, okay, what's going to happen? What is going to talk about? And uh, when the day came close, I'm like, okay, let's do it. So yeah. that's what happened. And I was ready with it. Yeah. And, um, and this yeah, has that's... Been a, this has been a great conversation shoot. This is serious. I'm like, I, this is, a, I said the same thing to Val. Val was my first guest. This is exactly what I wanted out of this conversation. You and I, have known each other a bit. We've done some shows together. We had some milestone shows together. The show in the Poconos was the first time that I ever hosted a show. Mm. And I was super like jazzed and I, your behavior indicates to me, you think I did a, a somewhat decent job. That you did great, Brian. Yes. <laughs> so that always kind of stuck with me. So, um, you know, I hope I'll, I'll share this in kind of a discreet way. You know, Shub did, uh, I have a, it's a monthly show that I've inherited at the Whiskey Cellar. I mentioned it in the previous episodes. It's always the third Sunday of every month at 6 p.m. And I have to have so many guests there buying drinks in order for the establishment to let us have the show. Um, But we do it where we don't charge guests uh, ticket price. They just buy their drinks. And in that way, I hope it's a very fair environment. And, uh, Shub did that show. The last one that we had, uh, last weekend and Shub pulled me aside at one point and said, you know, I, I want to acknowledge that you, you've put me on all these shows and, I'm not producing yet. And I, I had to interrupt Shub and just tell him, look, man, whenever I book you for a show, I know you're going to show up. I know you're going to be, I know you're going to be positive. I know you're going to be on time. I know you're going to bring it. Um, And even if the audience doesn't respond to you, it's not going to be because it's not going to be because of any lack of preparation because I know how seriously you take this. And so don't, Shub was just kind of alluding to this, like, Shub, you start producing when you feel ready, man, it'll be fine. And like, I'm sure it'll be a a huge success, like everything you're involved with, because you don't half-ass anything. That's not who I know you to be. So um, I hope it's okay that I shared that. And like, we had that very nice conversation and that was a conversation between the two of us. It didn't have anything to do with anybody else. And, um, I'm delighted that you like got over and I understand a hundred percent. It's just, it's, it's all the stuff that you can't know until you do it one time. And then you've done it and you're like, Oh, that, why was I worried about that? But I'm 45 years old. I continue to have those experiences where, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And I'm filled with anxiety. And then I go and do the thing. And I'm like, that was really great. But I'm sure I'll I'll feel the same way. So, you know, thank you for agreeing to be on here. And I really appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. I was able to, because it was there in my mind, let me tell. So I told that and uh, um, I feel better. But Thank you for uh, having me. I had fun. Uh, yeah, talking. Yeah. I could not ask you many questions because I was like, okay, let's see what I have to talk. But yeah, yeah. this was. Well, it, it you were, I mean, th- this format is really focused on you. Okay. It, so uh-huh. I have, I have my, 
I have this, I have my stupid first episode where I'm my own guest only so people can see the format. And then every other episode, it's not, it's, I, I have these questions in this order with this much time. And th- this is the one part where I'll, I'll pat myself on the back. I think they're good questions and I get to sit down with my comedian friends and have a conversation. So it wasn't, you were perfect. This was great. It wasn't your job to ask me questions. I've already done a sample episode. It's, this was my opportunity to talk with you. And I, I had a blast and thank you so much for being here. Yeah. I was thinking like when you said it's a conversation, Oh, you are only asking me, I'm not asking you how it's a conversation, but anyways, now I understand. Like it's a a (laughs) one-sided conversation. I got it. (laughs) I was laughing at it. Like, okay. Doing it. It was fun. It was fun. I loved it. All right. Well, thank you so much. And I'm, I'm going to wrap things up everybody again in the description for both the podcast only version and the YouTube with the video version of this excellent episode, we'll make sure that you have all the Shub's information. Um, Shub, I want to thank you for being on again. Again, this was exactly what I wanted, and I'm glad you had a good time. And I'm I'm glad you agreed to do the episode. And this will be available. I like to make this available noon um, on Monday. So according to my calculations, we're looking at the 23rd. Monday the 23rd at noon is when this will drop. And in the meantime, Shub, thank you so much again. I appreciate it. Thank you, Brian, for having me on the show. I enjoyed it. It was a pleasure. Thanks again. All right. Mm -hmm. Take care, everybody, and join us on our next episode of the 96-Person Bringer podcast. This was our awesome guest, Shub Panda. I am your host, Brian Stoops. Until next time, everybody.